You're listening to the Joe Mays and Jay Raff Show, giving you weekly sports analysis, opinions, and discussion. Now, here are your hosts, Joe Mays and Jay Raff. Well, good evening, everyone, and welcome to the 103rd episode of the Joe Mays and JRF show, despite what it might say behind me, <laughs> which just I didn't have time to do a little change over here as we're running into things, getting ready for the release of our second show next weekend. But this is the Joe Mays and JRF show this evening. Uh, show 183, we're going to be talking a little NFL, but sitting here next to me is my co-host, Justin Raffoff. Yeah, it's good to be here, and, uh, you know... We're getting closer and closer to some of the teams that are uh, actually going to matter this year, and that might be closer an, to an overstatement, Coast, but so. we're getting closer to the teams where at least our rooting interests will matter uh, this year. So um, I think we got this one, this division we're talking about vi- um, tonight, I think we got it thoroughly wrong last year. Um, yeah, I think you're right. And so I, I'd love to take another shot at it, and that's oh, what we're going to we do definitely, tonight. yeah. We, we have the NFC North on tap tonight. We did the AFC North two weeks ago. Last weekend, we didn't have our show, but we had our fantasy draft. So we were working the sports world. Uh, honestly, this year, every year coming out of our fantasy draft, I always think there's like two teams that like hit it out of the park and they should win. And generally, at least one of the two does really well, uh, even if they don't win at all. This year, I looked at the rosters, and I was like, I have no idea. I, I have really no want, clue. I feel like there's a lot of question marks with a lot of players. Um, some of the players who have been – at least in our league, which has been going, did you say this is the, this is the eleventh season. season. This is tenth anniversary. This is the but, start of our eleventh season. Like I feel like a lot of the players we've seen players enter the league and fade now yep. in our fantasy oh, yeah. football leagues lifetime. Absolutely, you know? um, which is kind of crazy that there's one league that's been that been around that long, which is kind of cool. But um, but anyway, yeah. Leaving fantasy football drafts, sometimes I'm like, I got some real. You know, I think I always think I have a few like really good players and then i'm like i don't really know i'm really weak at like a couple positions um in in ours i felt i was really strong at one position and like okay at all the others but you know till injuries play themselves out and everything like that you know and then there's always guys especially at a couple positions that just come out of nowhere so we'll we'll have to wait and see you already lost Two players. Now, one of them yeah. you knew about. You took a risk on Kevin right. White right. in the later rounds of the draft. You got to put him on IR. Who knows if he'll play this year? But then you lost Kelvin Benjamin yeah. for the season. The Panthers wide receiver tore his ACL. And now today, and I got a text from my dad, who was, um, I think, autocorrect saved him from um, using some four-letter words. That's just what I was thinking as I was reading the text. Um, he has Aaron Rodgers, but their first pick this is a keeper league. We keep two players. So Jordy Nelson was their first pick in the actual draft. Uh, Rogers was a keeper for them. Jamal Charles was a keeper for them. But Nelson was their first pick. It's nice to have a great quarterback and a great receiver team right. up for if you. If it works that way, because then you get double points. Right. You like get every time. ten points for just a touchdown. It's six and four yeah, without the yards at all. Without yeah, with yeah. no yards, you immediately it's a ten point swing. Well, now they lost Jordy Nelson for the. Yeah. It seems like the year. The ACL well, and, wasn't confirmed, but and that's sometimes what they're I, I can't speak for them in their picking, but sometimes times like if you have that number one wide receiver and the quarterback you're not going to pick like other guys on that team you know because you don't want to be too heavy on one team well i shouldn't say that some people you know they draft all different kinds of things but i know you know if you have the number one receiver and the quarterback some people will be hesitant to pick you know maybe the number two receiver the slot receivers or even like a tight end or something just because 
they don't want to split it up too much. You know, like if you have a if you have a bad week, you know that could be uh, pretty devastating. So, you know, they may have steered away from guys like uh, Randall Cobb and, and the likes and, and things like that. But I'm sure they'll be fine. And honestly, I don't feel bad for them at all. <laughs> well, I feel no. bad for Jordy Nelson. Just to clarify, I feel bad for Jordy Nelson. And, and but the, the team because of right, who it is, right? But and not the fantasy team that drafted him, no. <laughs> right? Well, just to be clear, and we may hear about that in just a few seconds. But I'm yeah, we'll, with, I'm we'll, sticking we'll with see it. See if, if he's got anything to to add to this discussion. Packers have overcome injuries to right. virtually everyone but Rodgers. You know, and I wanted to jump into our league and troll him by picking up Devontae Adams just to be like, I got the guy that's probably going to replace Jordy Nelson. Uh, and by the time I logged on, um. I assume his his coach. My dad tends to say yeah. he's the owner and oversees thing, and he allows my cousin Todd so, to, to run the so team. So he's the Jerry Jones. Uh, and when, right, he lets Steven, he, when he lets Steven he, finally take over, things turn around. Right. So, well, right. I mean, they, they haven't won a title since 2008. So, so it does been... sound like the Cowboys. <laughs> Oh, man. If he's watching, I'm sure we'll hear from them. Although I do know two weeks ago, he was texting us during the show, and none of them came through until I got upstairs. I'm okay with that. <laughs> I'm okay with that. So... Okay, well, this is episode 183. We're continu- continuing our NFL preview for 2015, and we're now down to the sixth division we're going to talk about. We started out west and rotated AFC, NFC, and uh, now we're here with the NFC North. Uh, the next two weeks, we will have shows the next two weeks. We'll be doing the AFC East, followed by the conclusion with the NFC East on September 6th, and then just four days later, the first game can't get here quick I enough. know. How incredible I'm is so that? I'm so excited for that Thursday night. Oh, I know. It's going to be incredible. I like Thursdays anyway. Like, you know, Thursdays, just the, the way the things go. Um, and then when you get to uh, Thursday night football, um, that, that's just I, – I really like that. It kind of leads into, you know, you generally Thursday nights you have, you know, a game on. And then Fridays, you know, we, we there's usually high school football or – something going on and, and it's the weekend now and then saturday's college football and sunday's nfl football you know it i i really like i like the move to have a thursday night game every week um i do too that's one of the things i absolutely I really like. do and i know the first week they've done that for a few years longer than they've been doing the full season of thursday night games but i just kind of like it makes football a four-day event really really yeah, almost it, a five-day awesome. it's almost five because you have thursday friday saturday sunday monday Monday, right so, yeah the only days you don't really have football are tuesday wednesday i'll be honest though with having austin uh you know around last season um if i wasn't really interested in the like sunday night or monday night game it was like put it on tv but go to sleep um <laughs> you know so Oh yeah, we'll no, yeah, th- things my have things have changed. Yeah, but, yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah, so but there is football available should we want to or be able to watch it most right. most nights of the week, which is which is the point and, and is a great thing. So before we talk NFC North, let's give you the contact information. If you want to interact with us on the show, there's a multitude of ways you can do that, and Justin has that information for you. Yeah, um, you can get in contact with us uh, calling the show using the May Sanders Shop Hotline at five three zero five six three six two nine seven again five three zero five six three six two nine seven. You can also email uh, the show anytime uh, using the May Sandra Shop email inbox at Jomays and JRAF at gmail.com. Again, Jomays and JRAF at gmail.com. You can get a lot of this information on the website, which is new over the last couple of months. You can go to jomazandjraf.com or jmnjr.com and also like our Facebook fan page, follow the show on Twitter at jomazandjraf. 
And uh, just remember that as we're getting ready to set to uh, introduce a, uh, a second show that the Joe Mays and J-Raff show and the Bulldog Hour is part of the Jiminger Radio Network. You can also find all the information on the shows that we're working on at jmnjrradio.com. And there's also a, a quick and easy way to pull up the live audio feed uh, on that website. So again... JoeMazingJRF.com or JMNJRRadio.com. We'll get you all the information you need about the shows Justin and I are working on. All right, so episode 183, NFC North preview. Where do we want to start? Well, we want to start at the top or Let's the start bottom? start at the bottom. Start at the bottom, work our way up. Actually, you know what? I think we should start at the top because I think I know. Well, I know where I'm going. I don't know where you're going, but um, I think – we're more likely to be in disagreement on the second three. As I sit here thinking I know what you're going to do. You know we're different? I think we're going to be exactly the same. Okay. I okay. think, just because of the we'll conversations we've been having. We'll wait and see. All right. Well, let's just say the the mascot name of the team we think will be in first place on the count of three. Okay. One, two, three. Packers. Packers. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, and we that, mentioned it. We alluded to it at the beginning of the show last year. I think it was last year. Um, we kind of went, you know, I, I jumped on the Bears bandwagon. I thought they had the wide receiver weapons. Uh, you know, Matt Forte thought Trestman was going to be a great um, offensive coach there. And Jay Cutler was really going to kind of come into his own. And it was pretty much the exact opposite of that. And they were awful. Um the year before that, I believe I went with the Green Bay Packers because I was like, I'm going with the Packers till I someone proves me different, you know, until I see otherwise. And despite the news of today, I am still going to go with the Packers again this year. I feel like I learned my lesson. And even if they don't win, I feel like it's the good pick because until someone shows me otherwise in this division, I'm going with the Packers. Right. Fool me, fool me once, you know. Fool me twice? <laughs> no, it's not going to happen. You have to go with the Packers. I don't see why anyone can think any of the other three teams have enough to challenge them for the division title. And, you know, people say if you have trouble choosing between teams, go with the quarterback. Now, I think there's a lot more good for the Packers that I don't have to just say, well, they have Aaron Rodgers, but he kind of is the trump card there. Right, because absolutely. what have the other quarterbacks in the division proven or shown over time? Not all that much. Teddy Bridgewater only entering his second season. Jay right. Cutler is toxic. Matthew Stafford, injury issues, and Up inconsistent. And yep. So I have to go with Aaron Rodgers and the Packers. I think they're going to win that division. I think they're one of the better teams in the NFC as well. And until they show us otherwise, I just I can't go out on a limb in this right. division. I have to go I with I wholeheartedly agree. And, you know, the news today out of their game, I think they were playing the Steelers yes, in the preseason game today. Um, it's suspected. Now, it won't get confirmed till later this week when they do MRIs and all that stuff, probably tomorrow. But uh, Jordy Nelson is suspected to have a torn ACL, which right. means he's out for the year. Um, a couple of years ago, they he, let Greg Jennings their, go. Right. He now, would be their number one receiver. Um, they let James Jones go. They seem to have receivers pop up out of nowhere. That tends to happen on teams that have really, really good, good quarterbacks. quarterbacks. Funny how that works. Yeah, so, um, I mean, Randall Cobb's still there. Right. They have Jared Aberderis, uh, who's back from injury. The one that's going to see probably more of the looks, more of the catches I mentioned already when I was trying to troll my dad in the fantasy league was Devontae Adams. Who right. he, had, he had a good year last year, but because there were so many options, he right. was they overlooked just, and right. wasn't consistent. Right, but they've got people to fill in there. I think they're going to be all right. Um, we'll have to wait and see. 
I, you know, obviously losing Jordan Nelson, a, a top level wide receiver, is is going to hurt. Oh, absolutely. But you know, they they maybe as well as anyone else are you know okay if they lose a receiver, just basing off the things they've done before in the past. This, yeah, do you right. look at past history to look at future, um, you know, expectations, and and that's where we sit. I just think that Aaron Rodgers-led Packers teams tend to be okay if they lose a yeah, guy. Yeah. And this also signals to me oh, that... they also have Eddie Lacy. Exactly yeah, what I was going like, to say. You should be happy about this because <coughs> I would guess that Eddie yes. Lacy's going to see a, maybe, a, you know, even if it's just one or two car- more carries a game. That's that Over the course of 16 games, that's 32 more touchdowns. That's, that's the, a game's worth more that touches. That could be another two or three touchdowns. You right, know? right. So. so, I mean, for fantasy owners such as yourself who have Eddie Lacy was one of your keepers, that's probably a good sign as long as he can, you know, get through the wear and tear of a, right, a long right. season. Right, as long as he doesn't get cheap shot in the first so game this year. It, it's troubling for the Packers on some level, but because of the type of franchise, the type of leadership they have, and the their draft history of being yeah, able to find right. good players, I think someone will step up, whether it's Devontae Adams, whether it's Aberderis, or someone that we haven't even heard of, I think the Packers will be okay, and I don't think this knocks them off the perch. Right, they don't need to replace him and have another one, number one receiver come out of nowhere what they need is all the other guys to just play what the, to their expectations and they'll be fine because they have enough other guys that they'll they should be okay and Aaron Rodgers is going to play above you know above average Eddie Lacy should be above average I'm not saying he I think he's ranked a little high the potential there is great because of just the offense but we'll have to wait and see um, but I I still even with Jordy Nelson going down I I don't see anyone overtaking them um, in the long run. It may be close. It's been close a couple times the last few years. Um, you know, come down to the last game or two of the season, which is awesome. Um, so it may be close. I don't necessarily think they're gonna, you know, run away and like lap the field or anything here. But I still think uh, they they win the division. All right, and I, I do agree. I think they're one of the better teams in the conference. I think I, let's peg them. Give them a couple wins. I would probably say I, I like eleven. Um, I don't see them winning less than ten. Um, I don't know if they get to twelve though, so I kind—I right. really like eleven and five for them. I'll say eleven to twelve though, just because I, I am I'm, high on them. I'm exactly at the same so. Spot. I'll say yeah. eleven to twelve. I'm gonna say I'm gonna say twelve, just because I think they're, I think they are really good. Yeah, um, I think them. They, if they drop down, I still like you said. I see them at a minimum of ten. Um, depending on how much the gap has closed between them and some other teams in the division. This is the third of four NFC East divisions. Of all the teams we've talked about, uh, them and the Seahawks I like the best in the NFC up to this point. I would agree so far. I, I would absolutely agree. All right, I want to do the same thing and see if we're, we're on the same page and who we're having second place. So, I think, again, I, think I want we the are. mascot the, of yeah. the team who's going to finish in second place all right. in the NFC North on the count of three. One, two, three. Three Vikings. Vikings. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, so man. we're always doing this. Always. We just can't get. I don't know if people. We can't think, drum up controversy. I don't here. know if people think we talk about these before the show. Sometimes we will talk about other football things, but we. We don't get into our predictions with we, each other. Yeah, we don't normally sit down and like run down our predictions. It's kind of on the show. It just so happens. If we did, we would. I would. Not that I'm a contrarian when it comes to no, our sports at discussions all. at all, Joey. But I would, <laughs> I'd probably pick other teams. But now a couple weeks ago we did have the conference where I, I wasn't sure and I was changing my mind in in and out of everything. But um, yeah, I think the Vikings are definitely on the right path. I I think they have their answer at quarterback. I'm not saying he's honestly. 
I'm not sure he's even the second best quarterback in that division yet. Yet, right? I would say yet. But he he could be there by the end of the season if, I think if things go well. I think some people are gonna they say get, we're crazy, but I'm get, very high on Teddy Bridgewater. I I'm high on Teddy Bridgewater as well. They also return arguably the best running back in the league. Who missed a bunch of last right. season. People are like, oh, running back's over 30. Well, you know what? He wasn't. And it gets a little distorted because I've seen people who are like, well, running backs that miss a season, you know, after the 30. Yeah, but why do you miss a season regularly? It's not for the same reasons Adrian Peterson was. It was you were missing a season generally because of injury. You know, so he's had a year of rest, essentially. Right. Um. I think they're going to do some big things. I know they've had some injuries in the camp and everything with, to their offensive line. Um, that could be an issue, but yeah, they I lost s- Phil Lodehold, I believe, to a torn Achilles. Yeah, I think it yeah. was. He also he got up and walked off the field with his oh, torn Achilles. But um, anyway, I still I'm still going to take Adrian Peterson. I think yeah. he's he's got well, a lot you know, left in him, at least a couple of years yet. The guy sliding in for him isn't a slouch either. No, we talked and, about him as a possible first round draft pick. TJ Clemmings out of Pitt. Right. You know he's going to slide in there now. He's going to learn by fire now as a rookie. But I, it's not. I mean, it's going to be a drop off because Phil right. Oldhold is a road grading the, right the, tackle. Right. The grade on TJ Clemmings was really high. There was some risk reward there, but he. I, I know we talked about him a bunch. We thought. He could go really high. He ended up not he, going he, he super slid, high. Yeah, I think there was a um, medical history red flag right, that, right. that no one but NFL teams knew about. Right. But, like you said, there is a learning curve. But, you know, I think the learning curve in run blocking is very different than the learning curve in, like, pass blocking or at route running or right. quarterback or anything like that. And think about it. If, if their offensive line starts out, you know, a little slow but gains steam as the year goes on, that could be a dangerous thing to add – running game behind Adrian Peterson as the year goes on and the weather gets worse in their outdoor stadium at Minnesota. You know, it's just, I, you know, I like what they've added in, um, in wide receivers. You know, well, I look at it now, you know, I, I knew they had added Mike Wallace and, and, you know, they basically traded Wallace and Jennings. I know that's not exactly how it went down, mm-hmm. but the Dolphins added Greg yeah. Jennings, the Vikings added Mike Wallace in, in the trade with the, with the Dolphins. But, <laughs> they're kind of doing the same thing as the Colts are right. with the ridiculous amounts of speed. Mike Wallace, Cordero Patterson, Jarius Wright, some of the some burners there. Right. Those are deep threats for you. Uh, but then you know that they're secondary options because Adrian Peterson is one A, one B, one. You know he's always the number one option. The way Teddy Bridgewater got better, as you wanted him to do during his rookie season, he did that. So I just think that the Vikings were, I thought, going to be a bit of an under-the-radar team, and I thought maybe me picking them second and challenging for a wild-card spot was going to be something a little different. But apparently other people are thinking that way too um, because I also like Charles Johnson there in that receiving group, and Kyle Rudolph at tight end I think is just a a perfect match for for Teddy Bridgewater in his second year. You flip to the other side of the ball. Oh, yeah. they're, They're really strong on defense. And again, really strong on defense. Maybe the best defense in the division. Maybe. Possibly, um, yeah. Because I think the Packers have the names, but they don't have the results. Right, right. And now, the one of the key things is they need their defense to be better than the Packers will need their defense to be. G- generally, on a week-to-week basis. They're going to need more from their defense than the Packers are. Because even with the Jordy Nelson injury, I think the Packers, you know, they're going to put up upper 20s most weeks, or more, most weeks. 
I don't know that you're going to get that out of this Vikings offense yet. I don't know that that's what it's really designed to do yet. But you could be looking at, you know, three plus, you know, 21 to 24 points a game from the offense. Well, this defense, this defense, if they if they're play... giving up 21 points a game, they're not going to win a lot of games. But not many teams will. This I I don't see this defense giving up 21 points a no. game. Um, Anthony Barr in his second year, incredibly athletic linebacker. Chad Greenway is always a constant threat there. He's been there for a long time. Terrence Newman is the veteran cornerback there for stability. But then they got um, first-round pick Trey Waynes added to Xavier Rhodes from a few years ago. Harrison Smith's one of the most underrated free safeties in the league. Um, I love their defensive end pairing in Robeson and Griffin. And putting Sharif Floyd next to Linville Joseph. Linville Joseph, who's just a monster, and just takes on blockers, right. eats up space. And the Sharif Floyd, who's got the, the quickness that you need right. – in a a three tech tackle right. to just burst through the gap, cause havoc in the backfield. I think the Vikings, outside of you know some of the uh, NFL people that, that write for the league, um, right. in, in you're going to have people expecting a lot from the Vikings. But I think right. the casual football fan who doesn't read the previews and stuff like that turns on the games as the Vikings are improving and look better. I think they'll be surprised that they're not fourth in the NFC North, that I think they'll be second in the right. NFC and North. And I agree. I think they're going to challenge for a wild card spot. I'm going to put them at nine or ten wins. I think they're I nine think, and ten. And I think yeah. they're trending in the right direction. I, I do too. And i got to love uh, – And they're young. Like, they're young in a lot of spots. Now, they have some veterans at key spots too, but to have some young talent, you can start to get some of the uh, younger guys in behind them and learn. It's – it's going to be interesting. I think last year was a really growing year for uh, them, and I'm, I'm glad for them that they got the Adrian Peterson thing kind of worked out, and it looks like they're all ready to just move forward into this season. So, And any team that employs Gerald Hodges and Michael Motti, like I got to root for Right, them, exactly. So. Honestly, yeah, if you're picking a team to, like for me to root for in this division, like with the two Penn Staters there, hopefully they you know stay there. Um, I – well, don't forget God's gift in Green Bay. Yeah, Although yeah. he did go through a bit of a tragedy this right, offseason. Right. So our thoughts are with him as he continues to battle um, that uh, Some absolutely, things, yeah. yeah, absolutely uh, awful things that I don't even want to talk about. But um, yeah, the Vikings. I, I just right. I think they're better. I, I just I think I they're agree. a lot better than people are expecting. I think nine and ten wins is just perfect placement for them. All right. Okay. We'll do the same thing. We'll go one, two, three going. mascots. Uh, yeah, I guess I shouldn't have pulled it up. Before well, I, I knew where you were going anyway. <laughs> as soon as you said you had my picks pegged, before we even really talked about it, I knew that you did, and I knew that we were going to be the same. Like, right. as soon as you said it, because just we – not that we talk sports and know each other's opinions sometimes. No, not so. at all. All right, well, then we're not even going to do the countdown because I think it's, it's uh, pretty much out there that the third-place team in the NFC North is going to be the – Lions. Yeah, the, I, the Lions, I – I, I like their offense still. I like Even though the inconsistency from Stafford and sometimes the injury concerns, same thing right. with Megatron. I think they have enough on offense right. to make things I agree. interesting. I agree. I think they can push for a wild card and challenge the Vikings and Packers and whatnot. I, I think there's potential to get to maybe 10 wins or so. I have them more at like 8 to 9, probably closer to 8. Um, they lost a lot on defense. Yeah. Basically, their starting tackles are gone, all of them. Right. I, they they, at least three, right. if not four. They lost arguably the best defensive player, possibly the best defensive player, depending on who you're talking about or what scheme you're using, and Endemicon Sue to the Dolphins. Uh, they also lost his teammate to the Dolphins. 
And they also lost um, Nick Fairley, also, from the interior of their defensive line. As they, so that's a lot to replace. Right. And while they were getting better at linebacker and secondary, to take a hit like that on your defensive line, I feel like they have to come down a bit. And they weren't amazing last year to be as a team, you yeah. know, in the Wincom to begin with. So I just don't expect them to really challenge, you know, to get the double digit wins and make a lot of noise in the NFC North. I don't think they're an awful team, but I feel they're they're stuck where we hate teams to be stuck in mediocrity. Yeah. Five hundred, you know. I think they're a seven and nine to nine and seventeen. I yeah, I would agree. I think they're going to be five hundred. I put them at eight wins. I think they're going to lose a couple games that they should win. Um, just I don't like you said they lost a lot on defense. I'm not as high on Matthew Stafford as some people are. Now that group is getting smaller and smaller each year because of injuries and just because of average performance. Um, I think Calvin Johnson is going to have a bit of a bounce back. I don't know that he's going to be what we've seen before, but think at the end of last year he was injured more than he kind of let on, and that was affecting his play a little bit. I expect to see. At least the first half of the season, I expect to see him uh, back and, and producing pretty well there. I like Amir Abdullah behind uh, Joik Bell, but I just don't know that they've got enough to really. I mean, outside of um, Calvin Johnson, you know, Eric Ebron, like a lot of people got, thought he was going to, you know, right. break out and he didn't. Um, I just, I don't know. I, I don't really. I I'm a, I just don't know where it's coming from, and I don't feel that they're as good as um, – I don't feel they're as good as the Vikings. I feel like they've kind of stayed the same, if not taking a slight step back. Yeah, and I compre- completely agree. They're now going with Tyron Walker and Karan Reed inside. Uh, Ezekiel Anta, Ziggy Anta is looking better at end yeah. there. Uh, but there's not too much else there that I'm really excited about. Um, DeAndre Levy is very underrated at outside linebacker. Darius Slay's gotten better in the secondary. They got some journey guys in, at safety, and it, I can't even say it. It, it had Digabo, who's yeah. been, I think, on like six Was teams. He on the Ravens, and the Patriots, yeah. Um, Glover Quinn, you know, I just, nothing stands right. out to me. I think they'll be okay. You're right. I think they're good enough to be in the middle of the pack. I think if things go right and they don't suffer a lot of injuries right. and some of the unknowns, um, like breaking in new defensive right. tackles and a new running back, goes better than expected, I definitely think they can get nine, right. maybe ten wins and maybe get that second wild card spot. I don't think they're a dumpster think, fire by any stretch of the right. imagination. But by far, they have the most ifs and buts of the three teams we've talked about so far tonight. So, you know, that kind of – we talk about quarterbacks – like I said, I think Stafford right now, I would still rank him above Teddy Bridgewater. Just pure, At like, this moment, which yeah. one? But not However, on potential by the end forward. Of, right. No, if I had to pick one for that I want to be the quarterback of my team moving forward, starting right now, all, you know, everything else exactly the same way, I'm definitely taking Teddy Bridgewater on my team over um, Matthew Stafford. Now, I... I just think there's a lot of things that have to go right. And I think there's when you have a lot of those ifs, that leads to a lot of potential areas where things can go wrong. So I'm going to go with them, um, the Lions in third place. I still have them at 500. Like you said, if things, if those things start to fall in place as the season goes on, who knows? They could be right there with the Vikings or someone else. 
challenging for those those wild card spots and it wouldn't be all that surprising out of the nfc north where we've seen this the last few seasons of teams kind of grouped together no one really breaking away and there's races down to the end and not everyone's going to make the playoffs right so that leads us to the bottom of the bear on the nfc north and quite a turn from a few years ago where the chicago bears are expected to be the bottom feeders according to us you know obviously just our opinion and we could come back in in 10 weeks and look like idiots but I just don't know that um, new head coach John Fox. Well, we're going to look like idiots together. Then, <laughs> right, that, that's true. Um, we, we're, we're used to that by now, so <laughs> it won't be anything different for us. I, You know, I, and I'm not even sure exactly what jumps out to me in saying this is the worst team in the division, but I guess nothing gives much hope. There's no well, sense of hope to me. Be, just, maybe it's because of the way – the stigma around Jay Cutler. Right. I, 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 well, and here's the thing. Those things get blown out of proportion a lot, right? However, he keeps doing things, and not just, you know, there's been a bunch of articles written just recently on this, but he just does things that kind of, like, prove or fuel the fire for the haters all the time. And it's not all just, like, you know, attitude stuff. and things. It's, it's play. Like, he comes up short in big games, like sometimes, you know, like and name. It, it's been a long time since you can pick a game that a big game that was won by Jay Cutler, you know, for his team. Well, remember like, what was that four or five years ago when he like he didn't come back into that playoff yeah, game and yeah. he got ripped for that, right? And you know, it's it's just a mess, like kind of the off the field and sideline stuff surrounding him. But I don't think they're that. I mean. They have the weapons. Like, even with losing Brandon Marshall. Right, they traded him to the Jets. Alshon Jeffrey is really good. Um, you know, <laughs> they drafted Kevin White. He's out for the year, which is unfortunate because he Expected has Expected to, to be, be out for now. the year, yeah. Yeah, sorry. He's not out yet. Looking at their Eddie wide Eddie Royal could core. be really good for them, but he's always hurt too. Right. And that was the point. Uh, all these guys have struggled with injuries, but also <laughs> some of these are the the biggest red flags in the history of college football wide receivers were Alshon Jeffrey, Marcus Wilson, um, and Kevin White. Now they're they're not all in the same way as all off the field or right, or right. Um, you know preparation type stuff. Like Alshon Jeffrey, they thought might not be into it completely. Right. He didn't Marcus seem to like, want to work for it. Like not the best of players off the right. field at uh, Washington State. Right. And Kevin White, it wasn't so much his personality or attitude it was kind of the thought of the history of west virginia wide receivers coming from that offense to the nfl isn't right. always the best and then you throw in the injury issues that eddie royal has and the bears have like probably the highest ceiling right they may of, have of the, the best receiving group like the uh, yeah if you rate potential they may have the highest ranked um wide receiving core in the division yeah in reality they might have the worst Receiving core in the division. Alshon Jeffrey's always what, nicked up. What show? Who shows Eddie up? Eddie Royal's always nicked up. And, Kevin and White's out for a bunch of weeks. How much more can you rely on Matt Forte? Like he right. can't always be right. the the go to guy for in every situation, whether right. pass or run. And yeah, and you know, running backs start to wear down. You think at some point he has to wear down. Jaquiz Rogers is there for a little flash, but he hasn't been able to you know kind of sustain anything or win a number one spot anywhere. Um, yeah, so it, it'll be interesting to kind of see how that all plays out. I just think if I'm looking at it, I think they're going to be somewhere in that like six to seven wins and <laughs> I, I'm close. out of it. I was saying I was going to say five to six. I 
Five seems low, so I'm probably going to lean towards six, six, and ten team because I don't think they're terrible. Right. I don't think they're the worst team in the in the NFL by any stretch of the imagination. But now one thing, it's kind of a double-edged sword. One thing they have going for them but also going against them is a change in defensive philosophy. Right. They're shifting to a 3-4, and we've obviously chronicled multiple times that sometimes a scheme change is good for a few right. wins. Uh, and- but also if you – have the scheme change but you don't have the parts to fit into that scheme that can be an issue and i'm looking at some of these names where they have them playing and it's it's a little bit of a, a, right. a you know a red flag going off a red light going off in my head saying can jared allen play outside linebacker right. now like if this was five six years ago you know it, not necessarily the position he's used to playing but you know i, I don't know um I do like that they have Adrian Amos listed. Well, yeah, that was the safety. only other thing I was going to mention. Was they get him in like the fourth round or fifth uh, round? I think actually fifth, yeah. yeah. And uh, they already announced that he's starting. Yeah, for that's safety, awesome. That's strong I'm, I'm happy safety. for him. That's incredible He was really for him. good at Penn State. He was a great um, four-year player at Penn State. And so was he one of the like seven? That stayed, yeah, yeah, I think yeah. so. So, um, you know, they, they say goodbye to Peanut Tillman. He's gone, and they're going to rely on Tim Jennings and Kyle Fuller. Kyle Fuller made some noise last year because he was kind of flashy at cornerback, but he also was kind of downright awful, at least if you look at those right. higher matrix from like football outsiders and pro football reference or pro football focus and places like that. So he needs to develop, become a little bit more consistent. But again, it's one of those things. There's a lot of question marks if some of them go right. right. And by far the most question marks are with Chicago. Ifs with Chicago. So that's why I have to have them yeah. in fourth place. I, I would say about – you said seven, maybe eight, uh, or six, maybe six seven. seven. I'm going to go with five to six. I'll yeah. probably stick with I'm six. I'm much more comfortable with six than I am seven. Yeah, right? and, I, I, and I think five is a little too low. So I will stick with six for the Bears as well. So just to recap our NFC North predictions, we think the Packers are by far the team to beat. And I would say 99 times out of 100, if I'm looking at these teams to start the season, I'm picking the Packers to win the division, yeah. uh, probably by at least a game. Uh, I don't know if uh, they'll really be in too much trouble to end the season. Uh, Packers, probably 11 to 12 wins. Then next, we both agree we thought it'd be the Vikings, and we thought that they were going to push 10 wins, challenge for a wild card spot. Third place, we had the Lions. Lost a lot on the defensive line, lost their running back, Reggie Bush, now in San Francisco. Uh, injury history with some of their key offensive players, not the best. So we have them in third, um, probably around 500. Uh, last would be the Bears under new head coach John Fox and a switch to a 3-4 defense. They're going to bring up the rear. They're the caboose sitting probably about six wins. At least that's the way that we see it here on the Joe Mays and J-Raff show. Yeah, and I, I like you heard on the show, I'm, I'm in agreement. So – now, next week, it's AFC East. Yes, correct? it is. We may not be the same in the AFC East. We'll have to wait and see. But um, it could, could get interesting because even if it is the same, we, we're kind of hitting close to home the next couple weeks. So. Yeah, in the next two weeks, definitely uh, getting a little bit more emotional and maybe a little bias thrown in. We'll see. Um, what's, what's a sports show without emotion and bias? <laughs> true, true. Uh, so we'll hit the AFC East next week, next Sunday, um, August 30th at 6.30 we will broadcast our AFC East preview. And later that evening, we'll actually be putting up the first episode of the reboot of our Bulldog Hour show. It's not live. It's just going to be put up on Sunday evening for consumption by everyone out there. And we hope everyone enjoys it. And any of you listening to the Joe Mason Jaraf show, if you're um, 
in the West Lawn, PA area, or know anything about the Wilson Bulldogs football team, I hope you'll give it a chance. And uh, again, you know, like everything we do, it's free. It'll be available on YouTube, uh, SoundCloud, and eventually on iTunes as a podcast as well. All right. So I think that's everything for this week, uh, episode 183. I know we have a couple things to mention here before we sign off, and I'll let you handle that. Yeah, happy anniversary to my parents, 35th anniversary. 35 today, years. Today. So. Wow, yes, congratulations, the great milestone. Uh, what a wonderful thing to be celebrating. Um, I do think I forgot, and we weren't on last week, so this is we're now 10 days removed, but um, happy birthday both to my grandmother celebrating her 95th on August 12th, and also my mom, August 13th. She had a birthday as well, and I didn't get to mention it um, on August 9th on our last show, so I want to make sure we little belated birthday to both of them. Yeah, I think that's that's about it, I think. Anything else to add? Should be good. Okay, then thanks for joining us. That wraps up the 183rd episode of the Joe Mays and J-Raff Show. We hope you tune in every Sunday evening at 6.30 for our take on sports. Until next time, I'm J-Raff. And I'm Joe Mays. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening to the Joe Mays and Jay Raff Show. Don't forget, you can download each episode of the show from the podcast section of the iTunes Store. We'll see you next time, and thanks again for listening.